0: friends you're listening to the shattered ceilings podcast with your hosts stephanie and adriana we're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first generation immigrants join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships parenting and cultural barriers here we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us Hey friends, welcome back to Shattered Ceilings podcast. We are your host Adriana and Stephanie. Thanks again for joining us today. We are going to discuss a topic that affects every single listener out there, immigrant or not. So I'm super excited. We're all going to be talking about things regarding generational trauma, how it crosses over multiple generations and how we can work through it.
1: Today in a practical manner. Yes, this is such an important topic. Adrian and I have talked about this a lot off camera. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, it's about time that we do an episode mm-hmm. on it. So we don't just inherit physical characteristics from our parents, like our eye color, our skin tone, but we also inherit a incredibly rich backstory from our ancestors. Um, sometimes it can be full of twisting narratives or traditions or ideologies. And there is, I think in all of us, a part of our past generations that continues to live on within us, Mm -hmm. which is an extremely beautiful thing. But among that beauty, there can also be like unresolved conflict or baggage that we have to sort through and clean up. I think if we think of our past genealogy like a family tree... Our generation can represent the vibrant and the green leaves on that tree, but there can also be weeds that are lurking among the roots that threaten to choke out the healthy roots. And those weeds, I want you guys to think about it metaphorically. They could be like the unresolved trauma from our past generations that have crossed over transgenerationally.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of us may not know what our parents' backstory was growing up in Romania we knew that they
1: were growing up in the
0: communist country and they probably brought a lot of trauma with it and i think when they moved here they saw
1: it as a fresh start and they didn't want to dig up any old bones by discussing and working through past trauma yeah i think that's perfectly said adriana like you said i mean i'm sure that a lot of our parents dealt with things that we have never even heard about or Mm -hmm. known But that's exactly it. Transgenerational trauma actually refers to a type of trauma that does not end with one individual. Instead, it like lingers in a family and it continues to plague generation after generation. Families with a history of any unresolved trauma, they may continue to pass on either unhealthy coping strategies or like unhealthy ideologies onto future generations. Mm -hmm. And then this is how we continue to repeat like destructive cycles of prior generations, maybe without even realizing Mm -hmm. it. And then we're all stuck in an unhealthy loop.
0: Yeah. There's this chart I came across on Instagram. I saved it. So I'm going to kind of go through with it. It talks about generational trauma. It talks about your grandparents, your parents, and then you. So with grandparents, they dealt with abuse, war, domestic violence, immigration, substance use, PTSD, unemployment, colonization, Mm -hmm. sexism, and natural disasters. And then with that, it made our parents deal with immigration, Racism, discrimination, the language barrier, abuse, lack of access to health care, yeah. financial stress, sexism, aggression, emotional avoidance. Yeah, totally. Big. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about
1: that last episode. Dang, that's so on point. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then now it's us and we're dealing with people pleasing, lack mm. of boundaries, anxiety, burnout, toxic relationships, racism, minority stress, disordered eating, perfectionism, Emotional numbing, pandemic stress, and unrealistic expectations.
1: Man, that's so spot on. It's very on Wow. Like, that's crazy to see it like that, where it goes from your grandparents' generation, what they dealt with, to your parents, to now us. Mm -hmm. And like... A lot of things that we deal with, we might be like, I don't understand why I'm dealing with this, but it could be something that crossed over from the generations or maybe an effect of what our parents dealt with that we're like not even realizing. One of them that I kind of want to highlight that you talked about is substance abuse, Mm -hmm. because I think that this is like a huge, huge problem with our generation. Um, And there's like a widespread argument regarding addiction. A lot of people say that it's caused by environmental factors. Others say it's genetic. That constant like nature versus nurture debate. But I personally think it's a combination of both. Mm -hmm. Because I actually found this crazy statistic, which says that a person's genetics accounts for between 40 and 60 percent of their risk to have substance abuse in their life. Which is like so (laughs) crazy. Yeah. That's a high number. That's more than half. (laughs) I know it's kind of crazy, but it's. I think a time when you see like science coupling up with what we're talking about now, like psychologically, that it's actually proven now scientifically that like if your grandparents dealt substance abuse, you have like or your parents, you have like a higher risk to deal with it yourself. And then that's where that unresolved trauma is going to cross over transgenerationally. And then another thing that I think is like so important to talk about regarding trauma is we talked about this in the last episode, how it can affect you physically Mm -hmm. if you don't deal. We talked about emotional intelligence and not dealing with your emotions and you touched on that adriana about how it can come across physically in our body so it's kind of crazy that trauma can have such a significant effect on our immune system Mm -hmm. and it can actually contribute to the generational curse of autoimmune diseases or like other chronic illnesses in a family yeah i want to like pause here and talk about a doctor whose work is like so fascinating to me his name is gabor mate I think I've talked about him with you before, Adrena. I think so. Yeah, he's like, he's a genius. I admire him and his work so much. He's a Hungarian Canadian physician. He specializes in trauma, childhood development, diseases, addiction, really big on trauma and addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, interesting his dad was in a concentration camp, and then his maternal grandparents both passed away in Auschwitz so he like firsthand sees how trauma can affect the family and his work is like so revolutionary in the field of psychology because his scientific studies regarding trauma have shed like so much light on the role that trauma can play in how like diseases develop Mm -hmm. so like for example studies done by him have proven that like suppressing your anger actually leads to your immune system also being suppressed at the same time. Yeah. So he talks about like when an individual suppresses their anger, it leads to like the body producing less natural killer cells, which natural killer cells are the cells in the body that like protect against foreign things such as like bacteria, viruses and also malignancy. Mm-hmm. So like if we're repressing anger, that leads to less natural killer cells being produced and then that in turn is what can lead to autoimmune diseases and like a lot of other diseases taking place in the body that's so crazy yeah i know (laughs) like scientifically when you see it like that on black and white it's like nuts do you have like any personal experience when it comes to like yeah i think that like a lot of us are sick maybe physically and like maybe we don't realize or like connect those dots that it could have started emotionally. Mm-hmm. I actually just found out last year that I have Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune disorder where like your immune system attacks your thyroid. And when I found out, I had like such a hard time accepting it like for I a remember, couple of days. remember when
0: you told me. Yeah, I talked to you about it. Yeah. yeah,
1: it was. It was last August. And I was like... Just thinking, okay, I'm 28. Like, I just found that I have an autoimmune disorder. Like, it just freaked me out because I thought, I kept thinking about the future. I'm like, okay, how am I going to be when I'm 40 or 50? Mm -hmm. And that fear of, okay, if you have one autoimmune disease, it's easier to get others. So, like, that was hard for me to accept. And then I'm, like, the type of person I need, like, an explanation for everything. Mm -hmm. No, I'm the same way. I'm very logical. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense. I know. So, I'm, like, sitting there trying to rack my brain and trying to figure out, like, okay, why does this happen? Like, why am I dealing with this? And then I thought that's kind of how I got into Dr. Mate's work. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like pieced together. And I remember like, when I was younger, I was like very much a people pleaser, which you mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us deal with that at yeah, one point for sure. <laughs> in immigrant communities and families. So like I was very much a people pleaser. I like, suppressed like, a lot of emotions like anger and stuff. And then I kind of realized, like, that's probably what's come up now physically with me. Yeah. So even treating it now, I'm treating it physically, but I also have to work on a lot of stuff emotionally. Yeah, which is hard. Yes. The healing part is the tough part. I think that's, like, harder than taking, like, for example, the supplements or whatever oh, yeah, every day. Oh, yeah, that's the easy part. It's yeah. doing that inner work, for sure. Yeah, so that's why, because I'm like, if you don't do both parts, I don't think you can heal from it fully. Yeah. Um, so that was, like, really just interesting to see kind of in my own life how not dealing with things or like suppressing things can affect you in one way or another physically. Yeah. So pretty much all begins from not processing trauma correctly. Yeah. Which is crazy. I want to kind of touch on the importance of discussing generational trauma. And you talked about this, Adriana, how it's kind of like an obstacle to talk about it with our parents or to even open up that discussion.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like I hear about the whole communism and them like fleeing the country and coming here. But other than that,
1: I've never asked them any other questions or they just never... I think we all always got that like idea from our parents that like don't even go there.
0: I don't know. I just, I guess we never talked about it. And so I would never ask questions. And now being an adult, not that it's awkward, but Mm -hmm. like now asking questions yeah, just... It's really, I don't know, I think it's weird. I don't know if it's an immigrant thing or it's just awkward to start asking, like,
1: more adult questions. Yeah, it is if you didn't grow up doing it. And, like, especially as now that I'm a parent, I'm like, I wonder, like, how my mom's childhood or how my dad's childhood was. Mm -hmm. Because when we were younger, you didn't know much about your parents' life before coming here. Yeah. Like, you just know, okay, we have family back in Romania. They came here at X age. So I agree. I think that it can be difficult to bring up that topic with them. But I think it all goes back to our parents living under oppressive circumstances like they did under communism. For example, I think that our parents developed something called survival messages. And one of those would be, for example, don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. It can be dangerous. They may have been taught that, and they may have passed that from one generation to the next in order to protect themselves.
0: Yeah, with that, I kind of think about the churches here. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, we're all big on reputation. Yep. What are people going to say? Yeah. Holding that, like, family standard. Don't talk and, about hardships or anything. Yeah, just, like, put your best face forward. Like, yep. if we're struggling, don't tell people. Yeah. Which is very toxic i think i mean you don't want to be like a crazy open book and just tell everyone Mm -hmm. all your problems you should be smart on who to trust but i think it's healthy especially as a community and at church Mm -hmm. to be open with what you're dealing with so people can pray for you and you can seek help and people can tell you where to go for that help so i think growing up i would see that a lot um i think in our generation a huge issue was a lot of people dealing with drugs and Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone was very hush hush about it Mm -hmm. we would hear about it or we would know people in our family dealing with it Mm -hmm. and no one would talk about it Mm -hmm. and it's like how are you supposed to get help if no one knows that you are struggling as a family so that to me growing up never made sense when I struggled I was like I'm not dealing with this alone like I need help and that's when you go to someone in the church or a close family and friend and Mm -hmm. tell them what you're really dealing with
1: I also think that's it's also true what you said and I think that it also has to do with like you're gonna repeat your history unless mm-hmm. you talk about it. Yeah. You're just bound to do that. If you don't tell your kids hey this happened and this was not good. I dealt with this. It's bound to repeat itself. So I think. Yeah. That's you kind like of, saw
0: it growing up.
1: Yeah. Um. Another thing I didn't mention.
0: Um. Families dealing with like abuse mm-hmm. usually physical but even like sexual abuse mm-hmm. and i feel like growing up if you see your dad abusing your mom mm-hmm. growing up you're gonna be like i'm never gonna do that mm-hmm. and then you somehow end up with a guy that's gonna be uh, like abuse it's statistic and i think proven. that is proven yeah. that you just tend to lean towards that mm-hmm. and again so you're gonna end up with that guy have a kid and then your kid Repeating is gonna the see cycle. the same thing and It all starts with you, like, Mm -hmm. stopping it, being aware and realizing, like, okay, this is what my parents dealt with or what my grandparents dealt with
1: and Mm -hmm. I don't want that in my family and you have to make that choice right and I do think it's hard to do that though like if you don't talk about it or if you don't know certain things from your parents because then it's like okay I have to like make this step but it's kind of unknown like you know you don't really know how to you don't know how to do it you never saw it being taught but I also like feel for our parents because I think that they were like that because the fact that it was very dangerous to have a voice during communism Mm -hmm. they grew up being brainwashed in school like you can't be different you all have to look the same you can't speak up you can't have freedom of anything freedom of religion, speech, anything like that but now us as second generation we live in like a democracy where free speech is actually encouraged and while like those messages of don't ask for help or don't talk about things, maybe those messages helped to protect earlier generations. Mm-hmm. But like now they're having a negative impact on us because they're causing us as a later generation to have like a fearful or n- distrustful look towards professionals, mm-hmm. which then alienates the support that we need to like overcome trauma from our past. So I think that also is a lot of where the stigma of therapy and immigrant community stems from just because it's like don't ask for help don't talk about it so then we're th- taught to not ask for help in
0: turn we're stuck so crazy i feel for the older generation but now dealing with this generation and the younger i can't imagine what the younger generation is gonna deal with if mm-hmm. we don't like put a stop to it absolutely so it's super important to be open about trauma to talk about it yeah again you want to go to someone that like you trust i know there are people who love to gossip and talk bad about people. I'm mm-hmm. not going to be naive. Like, mm-hmm. I know there are right. some not good people out there, but mm-hmm. I think if you have your close circle or an elder of the church that you mm-hmm. know is safe to talk to, that's definitely something that we should be doing.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, and I think that like when survivors of trauma openly tell their story, and then like their children are able to deal and like hear about their parents' traumatic past. I think that new lines of communication are then open between like the parent and the child. On the other hand, if you don't discuss trauma or if it's hidden, I think that like the transgenerational trauma can just continue to snowball and just get worse yeah. and worse as the generations go on. And I kind of want to share a quote with you guys by yes, Mark I love your quotes. Yeah. Let's do Yeah, thanks. So Mark Wolin, which is the author of a book called *It Didn't Start with You*, which is talking about transgenerational trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about tell your children the terrible things that happened to you and whatever you know about what happened to your parents and your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Your children could be the unknowing recipients of painful feelings from the past, and when you tell them what tragedies smolder in the family history. It can come as a great relief to them, especially if they make the connection that they've been carrying what belongs to you or to your parents or grandparents. So I think that's huge. And it just like also gives a lot of freedom, freedom in knowing that it's not just me dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Maybe my parents dealt with them, my grandparents. Also, it's not my fault. Maybe yeah, that's certain a big things. one.
0: Not blaming yourself or something. Yeah. I love that. It makes me happy to hear that because I'm like, wow, that's big. And yeah. And it makes me sad thinking about it because yeah. it's so real. Um, I realized when you were reading that quote, I think our parents did the best they could with telling us what they were comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Like, growing up, I remember my dad was always like, you cannot drink alcohol. Don't drink alcohol. Like, don't look at it. Don't do drugs. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, like, why? Mm -hmm. Because I said so. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, that's not enough. And then the older I get, I deal with my own issues. And then I start talking to my dad. And I find out that his great-grandparents were alcoholics mm-hmm. and they would, like, abuse each other. And, of course, yep. that traumatized, like, the kid. And then mm-hmm. that's, like, his parents. So it just keeps going in this cycle of, like, okay, maybe if my dad told me, like, hey, in our family, your great-grandpa was addicted to alcohol and it caused a lot of trauma and it was not good. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have to go figure it out by myself or I would have to think about it like, okay, since I know my family deals with this, I should be aware and I know that I might have an addictive personality. I shouldn't even try something. I should just not mess with it because I know it could be like terrible
1: for me and my yep. family that's such a good point yeah True. so
0: my dad maybe tried by saying like
1: don't do this mm-hmm. but you always especially as a kid you're like why <laughs> absolutely why. as a kid and as a teenager even yeah, more you
0: just want to know the backstory so now mm-hmm. it makes sense and it's like Maybe as a kid, I wouldn't have understood it as much as I do now, but mm-hmm. it still would have at least gave me some type of answer instead right. of because I said so.
1: Yeah. And I think a lot of us actually dealt with that for sure growing up. So yeah.
0: And another big thing was um, sleepovers.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know if we talked about this. Yeah. Maybe on Did the podcast we? or not.
0: Yeah. Um, But growing up, my parents were really strict on sleepovers and us sleeping at people's houses. And it was just... I know it's kind of common, but it was like really weird growing up and not being able to sleep over. Mm -hmm. And then the older I got, I started realizing and I like found out some things like, oh, this person Mm -hmm. like got sexually abused by this person. Yeah. Why would I let my child be in their household? So Mm -hmm. it's like you can't tell a child that, but you can still tell them like, hey, for your safety, I want you at our house. Or Mm -hmm. again, I'm not a parent. I'm going to have to definitely learn how to deal with that. But I think it's good. To tell your kids and just for them to be aware of things. So they're Mm -hmm. just not like mad at you for having all these rules.
1: I agree. And I think like we said, that's when new lines of communication are opened. And you have to also have that foundation of like the relationship with your child. Yeah. So that's really important for sure. And all we can do is just like learn. Learn what to do. Learn what not to do. and Learn from our mistakes. Yeah,
0: totally. (laughs) Yeah. So to wrap up this conversation about generational trauma we want to talk about some practical ways that we can all work together through it one can be opening up a conversation with your parents about their experiences and how they coped yep. another one is we can start to take notice of any negative patterns or attitudes from our family so we're more like aware of what's going on mm-hmm. and not practice the same cycle mm-hmm Another one would be to talk through things with a trusted friend, a family member, a therapist that could hold you accountable. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, for me, I definitely went the therapist route. Cause mm-hmm. After a while, with like friends and family, I'm like, okay, thanks for listening. But mm-hmm. yeah. I think I need to do some more work. You need work. something practical, yeah. Yeah. Um, another one is practice empathy and compassion for your family and the struggles they endured despite their flaws many of our ancestors worked very hard that they could have a better life Mm -hmm. so we should celebrate that and embrace it totally and with that being said now we get the chance to recreate a new narrative for our children to Mm -hmm. embody and i believe that your family and like what you pass down truly can change the course of
1: where your kids are gonna go. And it 100%. All starts with us. hmm That's so huge and it's so crazy to think about like that that what we decide and the choice that we make now mm-hmm. is gonna impact future generations. And I think it's like sums it up so well that when you work on your trauma, you choose not to pass it to the next generation. Yeah. Um, but also I think that being indifferent about it is also a choice like if you're indifferent and you try to just ignore it you've made the choice that you will continue to pass on that trauma so just being aware and you know taking the steps like we said i think that you had great challenges for us adriana yeah let's do it (laughs) yeah we're doing it together that's for sure yeah for sure um there's power in numbers for sure Mm -hmm. when it comes to that So thank you guys so much for listening today. We appreciate you guys so much for being here. We hope that today's episode was beneficial for you guys. If you have any feedback that you guys would like to share, you can go ahead and do that anonymously in our Mm -hmm. link tree in our anonymous suggestion box. You can also join our Facebook group if you guys want. Please go ahead and subscribe to our Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube so that you can keep up with any new episodes. And we'll see you guys back here next Tuesday.